In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The first reading from the second book of Samuel concludes with God's promise to King David of an heir who will reign after him. And when your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your heir after you, sprung from your loins, and I will make his kingdom firm. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. Your house and your kingdom shall endure forever before me. Your throne shall stand firm forever. This promise must be seen in the first instance in the context of the history of ancient Israel. King David died in 970 BC and was succeeded by his son Solomon, under whom Israel reached the summit of its wealth and power. Solomon ruled for 40 years, but after his death, his son Rehoboam was unable to hold the kingdom together. Twelve, 10 of the 12 tribes of Israel rebelled under the leadership of the general Jeroboam to form the northern kingdom of Israel with its kingdom uh, capital in Samaria. The house of David continued to rule the tribes of Judah and Benjamin in the southern kingdom of Judea with its capital in Jerusalem. This division lasted for almost 200 years until the northern kingdom was conquered by Assyria in 722 BC. But the Davidic monarchy continued to rule in Judea until it too was conquered in 605 BC by Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. Many of the Jewish people were exiled to Babylon, the temple was destroyed, and Jerusalem was virtually deserted. Some 75 years later, Cyrus, the king of Persia, interred and conquered Babylon and allowed the Jewish people to return to Israel. But the line of kings descended from David had been broken and was never reestablished. But among the Jewish people, there was always the hope that the promise God had made to David would be fulfilled that a descendant of David would sit upon the throne of Israel and reestablish the glory and power of the ancient kingdom. This hope was expressed in the expectation of the Messiah, which means the anointed one, for the kings of Israel were anointed with holy oil. We hear a reflection of this hope in the responsorial psalm. I have made a covenant with my chosen one I have sworn to David my servant, forever will I confirm your posterity and establish your throne for all generations. And it is this hope which forms the theological background of the infancy narratives in the Gospels of St. Matthew and St. Luke. When the angel Gabriel greets Mary, he specifically refers to this promise. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Of course, there was much that was confused or misunderstood in the messianic expectation. Jesus did not come to restore the ancient throne of David, but rather to restore the relationship 
between humanity and God, which had been damaged in the sin of our first parents. He did not come to restore a lost hope of political power and wealth, but rather to bring a new hope of peace and reconciliation and a new kingdom of eternal life and joy. It is that hope which still today lives in our hearts and inspires our own expectation of the Messiah. As we come to the conclusion of Advent and prepare once again to celebrate the birth of our Savior. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.